Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. I am so happy you decided to join me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins, and I hope you enjoy our time together today. As always, I want to thank you for dropping in because I know we are all busy and have a long list of to-dos, so thank you big time for being with us today. Now, my goal and intent for this space is to create a place where women feel empowered to live out their God-given destiny and also to establish a dialogue that is interesting and culturally relevant to our lives today. So if you are new here, welcome. I hope you'll come back for more. In the last episode, I gave a pretty big, broad introduction to the book I've been reading this summer called The Beauty Chasers. If you missed that episode, you can go back and catch it anytime. In today's podcast, we will pick right up where we left off, talking about the plastic people. What is that? You may be like, huh? Like, is that people who use their credit card too much? And no is that answer. I'm going to give you a heads up right here at the very beginning, though. Beware of the plastic people. Now, as Timothy Willard says in the book, The Beauty Chasers, the plastic people can't hear the wind. They don't take time to watch the trees bend under its force in the breeze. They annihilate space with speed and noise. They're plastic because they kill beauty. Plastic people have formulas for everything. They have all the GPS coordinates for life. They are bottom-line pragmatists and market-driven people. They can't measure success unless they can count up the bottom line. They see nature as a material reality, not a gift from God. And they want to know what something can do for them instead of seeing it as a way to participate with God through his created order. Where are the dreamers, the pioneers, the explorers, the people that run to the frontiers of the world? Because we need them. We desperately need them today. We need people who refuse to follow the plastic people's coordinates. Did you know that God intended nature to be a part of your daily life? He did. Ask him today to help you see again all he intended for you in nature around you. Now, I'm not saying run off and become a farmer unless you just want to, but I am saying unplug, unwind, slow down enough to soak in the world around you. When we see a world touched by God, it's easier to sing his praises. That's what the birds do too. When we don't see a world touched by God, we fill our spaces with screens and digital devices that supplant God's greatness and leave us feeling hollow and fake. Beware of the plastic people who pull you out of the reality of God into the world around you, and they drag you into the lifeless expanse of modern day living. Resist it at all costs. To be honest, though, we're all a little bit plastic. 
What do I mean by that? Well, I think mostly because we are born into this fallen world, a little bit of plastic is just on us from the very beginning. But if we want to, we can venture into the wardrobe and then beyond it to the land where there is a very alive lion. The king, Aslan, will take us on an adventure with himself. Richard Dawkins, the famed atheist, he has a god too. It's called science. So we aren't surprised when he leans into science, biology, cosmology, and chemistry as a means to lift the fake off of lives. But he also wants to strip religion from the culture because he thinks it brings a dissolving of any true life-giving nature. On the one hand, I would say he's kind of right because dead religion always dissolves anything life-giving. Have you ever been to a dead church service? Yawn. Yuck, I have. And that's no way to represent the great Lion King to the world. It's a lie. But what Dawkins doesn't get is that religion acts as a cog in the wheel of any culture. Culture without religion is like a sky with no sun. Learning to awaken and live doesn't require you and I to completely understand it all. It only requires our participation with the divine and possibly a strong cup of coffee. So we know what plastic is now. What is the opposite of that? Oak. O-A-K. Oak. Here in southeastern North Carolina, we know all about the giant oak trees. They are even protected by law here because they are precious to our ecosystem. Think about those oaks. They are first and foremost alive. How did we lose our oaken hearts? When did we become plastic? Why will we ever surrender our inheritance of wonder and give that up for bottom line living? All of us have believed the lie that technology and its innovation empowers us when the truth is it enslaves us to this new Nietzschean who's It just seems to control the whole world. These few people that seem to control the whole world. That's what technology does. It enslaves us. Now, is that a conspiracy theory? Yes, but it's also true. We hear it all the time. Find happiness within. All we need, we carry within ourselves. Self-love. Blah, blah, blah. And yesterday, my daughter Bailey sent me a video to watch. And it was all about building a family compound. Now, the person doing the video explained a bit of history and how it used to be that families were born, raised, and all grew up together on family land and property. I mean the family, the siblings, their wives and husbands, their children, all the cousins, all the grandkids. But we know that's just not the case anymore for a whole host of reasons. Now, everyone lives separated by many miles, sometimes even by countries, and children grow up without even knowing their grandparents, their aunts, and their uncles. In this next fourth industrial revolution, we see the creation of AI, artificial intelligence, and all that is bringing into the mix. Willard says in the book that it is a dark irony that at the height of our human powers to create and to know, we will create something that will make it more difficult to even know ourselves. That is scary. Scary, scary stuff right there. The loss of beauty in this time of history is a type of desecration. The word desecration means a spoiling of what is sacred. 
Beauty somehow took a nosedive off a cliff shortly after the Renaissance period of history. And no, there was no water for it to fall into, just a death as it hit the jagged cliffs below. And we lost a massive issue in the point of art. Art used to have a point to it that was sacred. No longer do we have Michelangelo laying on his back for four years and painting the ceilings of our churches and our cathedrals. No, now we have some form of what they call self-expression that can easily fall into the gross and dark. And every time self comes into the picture, things go sideways. We were never meant to worship ourselves. We were meant to live lives that glorify Jesus Christ through every means of art that we can use. This grotesque art world collides with our entertainment industry today. It feeds on the beliefs handed down through our colleges and our universities. Plastic people. The desecration of beautiful things really does begin in the the classroom. Recently, we did a big study here in Sisterhood on how to get and establish a biblical worldview. And we studied out education and the history of education. And that's what led me to the point of saying this. Then when the students get their marching orders from the ivory towers of said schools and institution, the floodgates of cultural sacrilege open wide up. And this moral bankruptcy has left us with a loss of the sacred. And this precious world is desperate for someone, I'm going to say you and me, to paint a new picture of hope that takes them by the hand and leads them toward beauty. G.K. Chesterton, he he said um, that he believed when a generation becomes too worldly, that it is up to the saint or the church to rebuke it. Now, do you know if you're a Christian, you're a saint. You don't have to have some kind of sainthood ceremony. If you are a Christian and I am a Christian, we are saints. So G.K. Chesterton is right. When a generation becomes too worldly, it's up to the saint or the church to rebuke it. Now, have you tried that lately? Have you? If so, you were probably called some names, right? Told you shouldn't speak up politically as a Christian. And I want to tell you that's totally absurd. The word politic is a Latin word, and it means of the people. So as Christians, if we truly love people like we say we do, then we need to rebuke the world gone awry if we are to salvage any beauty. This world right now needs incongruent people. What do I mean? I mean people who will stand not necessarily against the world, but outside the world and call it towards something other, something higher, something greater. To end, I want to give you the remedy to the sickness that we find ourselves currently in, and it's worship. It's turning our hearts to worship the one, the true, the divine, Not ourselves and not the created world, but the one who made it all. It is the only pathway to wonder and to understanding beauty. There is no other such path. Fight hard to find beauty again. Fight to awaken your own heart to beauty and even to understand it better. And beware of the plastic people. They kill beauty. Don't run to psychology, to Freud and Jung. Run to the mountain of God where the bergamot blooms. Don't reduce and replace the sacred with the profane. Hold your children and your grandchildren and teach them to to feel the wind.
to watch it toss the trees to and fro. Teach them to be oaken. Teach them to worship their way through this journey that we call life. Let me pray for you as I leave today. Father God, thank you for all the beauty you have created. Thank you for the wind, for the sway of the trees, and for the bird song. Thank you for the oaks. Thank you for their strength under all kinds of weather and the lessons they teach us. Forgive us for our plastic places. Forgive us when we lean towards the profane and not the sacred. Awaken us again to beauty. Help us understand more what that means. Jesus, we belong to you. We are yours. We love you and we give this day to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so now I'm going to leave you with a tip of the day. I'm learning something uh, new as a grandmother that I'm not as strong as I would like to be. Our little grand granddaughter, Haven, is growing. She is getting bigger and bigger every day. And this week, I was holding her and trying to lean over and pick something up off the ground. Yikes. Now, if you are like me and at my age, you understand what that means. I'm not as strong as I would like to be. So here's my tip of the day for y'all. Eat your protein. And I'm not talking about the chemical fake meat stuff. Y'all eat some eggs and get some good, clean sources of meat. Because as we age, we need more in order to maintain our muscles. Some experts say we need one gram of protein per pound of optimal body weight. Now, Notice I said optimal. I didn't say the weight we currently are, but whatever weight our body is supposed to be. So that means if your optimal body weight is 120 pounds, then you should, should shoot for 100 to 120 grams of protein a day. And that's kind of hard to do. I've been working on it, and I've been hovering around the 90 gram mark myself. So today's tip is to go eat a steak. The more protein you and I consume, the fewer sugar and carb cravings we will experience, and it also helps stabilize our blood sugar. So all of that is a win, a win-win everywhere. So I suggest if this tip is interesting to you to find a good holistic health practitioner to follow and get some more basic understanding of this topic. And I will report back to you on how I'm feeling and if I'm holding on to more muscle than I currently am. All right, that's all I have for you today. I hope you heard something that's helpful and that will help you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. Go make your life awesome and now also beautiful.